You are listening to Tell It From Calvary, a ministry of Calvary Baptist Church, New York City, where we preach Christ crucified, risen, and coming again. The following sermon is by Dr. Ed Stetzer, author, missiologist, and interim teaching pastor at Calvary. For upcoming events and services, visit our website at cbcnyc.org. And now, here is today's message. It is good to see everybody and to uh, worship with you. We would normally start an Easter message. Oh, got the wire here. This is COVID problems. Um, Let's try that again. He is risen? Indeed, he is risen. And as we look today in Matthew, the gospel of Matthew, the gospel is the good news that King Jesus has started his renewal of all things. Easter shows you specifically that King Jesus came to rescue you. That's what we're going to talk about today. King Jesus rescues us, and therein is the message of Easter. Matthew chapter 28, beginning at verse 1, puts it this way. Now, after the Sabbath, I should tell you we're studying the book of Matthew. Many of our references will be to Matthew today. Now, after the Sabbath, toward the dawn of the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. Significant that the first witnesses to the resurrection were women. A shocking reality in that day when women's testimony was not admissible in court. Yet, Jesus' first messengers of his resurrection were these two women. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. There's no stone big enough to stop the resurrection of King Jesus. It says, And behold, a great earthquake, an angel Lord descended, came, rolled back the stone, and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. And fear, for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. To the women, do not be afraid. I know who you seek. I know that you seek Jesus, who was crucified. He is not here, for he has risen, as he said. I love the as he said. It's almost like like we've been saying the whole time. Kind of like I told you so. Here he's not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. And I've actually been to that place. And I can tell you, as an eyewitness, he is not there. He is risen. Now, amen indeed. He is risen. We respond with he is risen indeed. It's a church tradition that goes back centuries. I want you to add to that. I want to try it one more time. Let's do it again. He is risen. But I want you to add something to that today. I want to say he is rescue. He is rescue indeed. Are you ready? He is rescue. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. I want us to look at several things as we walk through this passage. Number one on our outline, King Jesus was sent. Last week, and we'll go back to online next week as we're kind of in the time when we're once a month and then we'll go to twice a month in the summer and then our plan is to go to weekly this fall. Uh, but when we talked about last week, we talked about how Jesus came. He, he was sent in a miraculous way. He was born. And so just as we can miraculously believe in the resurrection, we can miraculously believe in the virgin birth. Then comes his ministry. 
as we walk through the Gospel of Matthew, and I encourage you to join us after this message next week online as we continue this. It says in Matthew 4.23, And he went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction among the people. You see, Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. His message is clear. He's coming to announce the coming of the kingdom. There's a passage that I want us to look at and keep coming back to. It's John chapter 3, verse 17. If you've been to church at any point, you may have heard John chapter 3, verse 16. But John chapter 3, verse 17 is such good news for us at Easter. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn this world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. You see, Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. Try it with me. He is rescue. Indeed he is. See, the Father sent the Son. The Father sent the Son. God the Father sends God the Son. And the Bible shares this remarkable story about how he comes. God the Father loves you. He wants you. He organizes a rescue mission for you. He sent his Son into the world to rescue you. It says in 1 John 3, 1, see what kind of love the Father has given us that we should be called children of God. So God the Father sent His Son, but God the Father sent His Son into the world. That's why we celebrate Easter. That's why we dare call a Friday upon which our Savior died a Good Friday. Because through the goodness of that Friday, He ultimately completes the rescue as it become evident in His resurrection on that Sunday. You see, God's rescue mission is global. World is used three times in one verse, for God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that in order that the world might be saved through Him. Okay, in that one verse, His plan is global, but it's also personal. I want you to see God in a different way. I want you to see Him as your rescue. See, this is going to be so central because at the end of this message today, we'll take the Lord's Supper today. And why would we partake in something where we speak about the body and blood of Christ? Because that is the means by which he accomplished that rescue. This rescue is made possible because, well, of Jesus, God the Son being born Jesus the Christ. As you've been walking with us online in this year, this challenging year of 2020 and 2021, we've actually gone through an entire book of the Bible, verse by verse, section by section. The book is called Philippians. And in there, we learned something about how indeed this rescue was made possible. It's in Philippians chapter 2, beginning at verse 6. It says, Though he, that's God the Son, was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but made himself nothing. Remember, we spent two weeks on this as we were walking through this book. Taking the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, being found in human born form, he, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. That describes how he rescues you right there. But remember, too, that passage in John says, he did not come to condemn. He didn't come to condemn. Condemn in Greek is krino. I may have expected to learn Greek on Easter Sunday, right? So whether you're watching us or joining us online, whether, and I, I do want to welcome you for joining us online. I'm not quite sure what camera am I looking at. Am I looking up there for the online or am I looking down there for the online? Someone tell me where I'm supposed to look with the online. Right there. Okay, good. For those of you who are joining online as well, a little Greek for you as, as well. It means he didn't come to bring this condemnation, but to bring this rescue. 
right? Ultimately, this condemn means to resolve, to decree, to judge. It's a forensic decision of condemnation, like a judge banging down a gavel, sentencing to death. It means finality. It means determining and judging the fate of someone and then the story being over. But God did not send his son into the world to end your story. He sent Jesus into the world to start your new life in him. He's the author of your story. And I love that. I love walking people through the Wheaton College Billy Graham Center Museum where I serve in the suburbs of Chicago. And as you go into the section that celebrates the life and legacy of Billy Graham, there's a verse that Billy Graham wanted there before you heard anything about him. And it says this, it's Hebrews 12 too, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. So we have to begin with a clear understanding that, that King Jesus was sent. King Jesus' gospel throughout the gospel of Matthew, we'll see, we'll hear, we'll engage, but he was sent into the world, the crucifixion, he dies on the cross for our sin in our place, not to condemn us, but to offer us life. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. But let's not miss that. It's not just some generic us. You can't actually talk about Easter. You can't talk about the crucifixion without talking about sin and sinners. Now, it's 2021. Nobody wants to talk about sin and sinners in 2021, but you can't ultimately talk about the gospel without talking about sin and sinners. Number two on our outline, Jesus came to rescue sinners. Number two on our outline, Jesus came to rescue sinners. Now, in coming to rescue sinners, he actually, this is a theme throughout the Gospel of Matthew, and I hope you'll rejoice with me as we go through this theme. I love to read the Gospel of Matthew because Matthew was a big sinner, and there's nothing better than a big sinner writing about a big Savior because he gets it. Matthew 9, verses 10 through 13, I believe it's on the screen. It says this, it says, And Jesus reclined at the table in the house, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came. And we're reclining with Jesus and his disciples. Tax collectors and sinners, there's a reason they put those words together. They just naturally flow together, right? It actually would say tax collectors and sinners because sinners are all tax collectors and all tax collectors are sinners. Nobody like them. There's all kinds of sinners there. They're reclining with Jesus and his disciples. The Pharisees saw this. Oh, the Pharisees. They said to his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Now, you got to remember that who's writing this is Matthew. And what's Matthew but a former tax collector? I mean, don't miss the enormity of that. Matthew's saying, bad people like me, the Pharisees didn't like seeing Jesus with them. And i got to tell you, when I think about the journey, the struggle that maybe all of us work through, maybe, maybe all of us can relate to that. But Jesus says this when he heard it. He said, those who are well don't need a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. I desire mercy, not sacrifice, for I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. And all I got to say is, thank God, and here I am, Jesus. And maybe you can relate to that as well. I know Matthew could. So again, maybe you're a guest here at Easter. Maybe you came in person and went through our protocols. And for those of you watching online as well, I want you to know we're meeting carefully and cautiously and, and safely here 
Maybe you came then. Maybe you came online, and we're so glad you're there. Maybe someone invited you. Matter of fact, if you're watching on Facebook Live or you're watching on YouTube, take a moment and like and share. That's a way to invite people right now to see the rest of the message. But Jesus came to rescue sinners. It says again, back to John 3.17. I'm going to keep coming back to that. It says, For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through Him. Rescued. Because... Jesus came to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. We talk about rescue. Um, There was a movie that came out recently about a great rescue on the uh, coasts of the continent of Europe. Uh, This was came out in the before time when we went to these things called theaters, and you may remember those. And the movie was called Dunkirk. I wonder how many of you saw the movie Dunkirk. Raise your lots of people saw the movie Dunkirk, and you remember. It was the second largest sea rescue in the history of the world. You might be surprised that I said second, but just for a little bit of the context of what goes on there, Churchill called it a miracle of deliverance. Almost 400,000 people rescued in eight days in boats, military down to pleasure boats, all jumped on in London and went across the channel and rescued people. See, that's what rescue does. Rescue's not, you know, there are four or five options, and we chose this one. Okay, they were surrounded, there was only one way out, and it was by sea, and the great rescue would inspire the British in powerful ways. It was actually a military defeat, it was a retreat, yet the rescue itself so inspired the people of Britain that it motivated them to enter in through this long process, ultimately to see victory over the Nazis. The rescue was there before him. But that was actually the second largest water sea rescue in history. The largest was actually here on 9-11. And what happened was, as people were, of course, downtown and in midtown, and there, were no way, there was no way off the island, right? They shut the, they shut the bridges, they shut the tunnels. The only way out was via the water. And you can actually watch a Tom Hanks' documentary of this. And in nine hours, 500,000 people were evacuated from the docks and the shores along the southern tip of this island. It's called Boat Lift, Tom Hanks, you can watch it. But there's only one way out, right? Couldn't get off the island in any other way. People had to evacuate the buildings. Keep in mind that people didn't know the fullness of what was going on, but the Coast Guard put out a call and said, everyone with a boat, come now. And people would come up and they'd drive up sometimes to the right to the edge of the shore without a dock, and they'd just put places on their boat. And you can see one that just says Hoboken. We'll take you to Hoboken. And all the tugboats, and, and there's just these videos of people coming from all over. You see, that's what rescue is. There was no other way out. Somebody had to come and rescue you. That's what a rescue is. Now here, the world in which we live, there's only one way rightly out. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter uh, Easter completes the rescue. Let's look at number three in our outline and walk through and maybe unpack this rescue a bit more because that rescue has to do with hope. See, the people that day in Midtown and Downtown and Lower Manhattan, they were rescued. Hope arrived in the form of a boat. It was the only way out. It was the only way they might know rescue. But there's more to it than just that. But hope itself has arrived. Back to the Gospel of Matthew, because the Gospel of Matthew is filled with hope. And again, we'll walk through that hope together in the weeks and months to come. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, Jesus speaks of that hope. Here's what he says. He says, come to me, 
All who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. I don't know about you, but, but those words, labor and heavy laden, I call labor 2020 and heavy laden 2021. Come to me, all who went through 2020 and 2021, and I will give you rest. See, the hope that the world needs in 2021, and actually in 2019 and in 1942 and whatever it may be, the hope we need is ultimately the hope of the gospel. You only get it through the hope, through the means that God has made possible. He has made possible the rescue, the rescue. Now, why does it tell us this? Where does it speak of this? He made the rescue. John 3, 17. Let's look at it again, right? Third time we're looking at it. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. Would you say those two words with me? Through him. One more time. Through him. Through him. Right? Because he is rescue. He is rescue indeed. Now, why does that matter? Because understanding Easter is understanding the fullness of, and the plan of the rescue. Otherwise, Easter doesn't make any sense, right? There was a uh, scientist tweeted on uh, Friday that, and it kind of went all around the world, people retweeting it. The scientist tweeted, just so you know, dead people don't come back to life. And it was super helpful to know because I wasn't aware of that. I kind of thought that was a regular occurrence around here. And I didn't join in the dunking. There's a Twitter kind of tradition of dunking on somebody. Uh, I think since she tweeted it on Good Friday, a lot of people wanted to point out saying, thanks for being respectful for our holidays. But I wanted to tweet, and I didn't, which is not a phrase I say a lot, because when I want to tweet, I generally do tweet. Some of you follow me on Twitter, and it's never-ending words and words and words. But here's what I wanted to tweet. I said, yes, we know. That's why it's kind of a big deal. We're not like expecting our rel relatively normal people to come back from the dead. But hope has arrived through him. I think one thing that helps us understand the gospel in Easter, in a world that others might not, is a metaphor. I love a good metaphor. This means it's not perfect, but let me uh, tell you a little bit about it, about this rescue. Uh, on August 5th, 2010, there was a cave-in in, in Chile pretty much doomed a group of 33 miners. Any Chileans here today? Anybody with Chile back, background in Chile? No? Okay. We have people from all around the world, but no Chileans here today. Um, everyone assumed they were dead eventually. It's too far down. Some of you remember the story. It was, it was global news. It was on the lead story on the night, uh, nightly news every single night. I see you nodding your heads, yeah. Everyone assumed they were dead. No one ever lived that long after a mine collapse. They started drilling holes, right? That's how you do try to rescue somebody. They drill holes. And then they, somebody tapped on the drill bit and somebody sent back a note. Now, mi español es muy malo, pero dice, estamos bien en el refugio los 33. In English, we are well in the shelter, the 33 of us. Just a little handwritten note. We are well in the shelter, the 33 of us. So now the pace picked up, the frantic nature of trying to rescue these people. Then a bit later, they saw the first picture. Now this was it. This is in the darkness in the cave. This is all they could see was this first picture. But here's the reality that the families knew, the governments of the world knew. They were dead men walking. Nobody ever got out of a cave that deep, that far down, that big of a collapse. There was no way 
to get them. They needed hope. They were trapped and in need of rescue. Now, a reminder, that's again what Easter is about. Easter is about hope that because without Christ, we're trapped in need of rescue, spiritually dead in our trespasses and sins. Those aren't my words. Those are actually the words of the Bible, that without Christ, we are dead in our trespasses and sins, in need of rescue, in need of life that comes from somewhere else. And that's the message of the gospel. It's not just this, but it certainly is a message of hope. Matthew tells us that in Matthew 12, 21. We are going to love walking through Matthew the next few weeks. He says, in his name, in his name, the Gentiles will hope. We have hope in Christ. They didn't have hope in that mine on that day, but we too have hope, but it comes from outside because like the miners, we were in need of rescue. Romans 5, 2 says, through him, we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Hope. The hope of Easter is what I want to share and present to you today. Because this has been a year where we've needed hope, where we've uh, struggled. New York City hit hard, hit first, and hit in difficult ways. In the midst of that, followers of Jesus, because they love their neighbor, we too joined and uh, stopped meeting in our churches, and, and, and we followed protocols and all the cautions that were there, and many of us lost friends, and, and uniquely hard we were hit in New York City. We needed hope. But that hope ultimately doesn't come from ourselves. The hope comes through this rescue. So the Chilean miners, the reality is they didn't have any hope. Everybody knew that. Now, you know the story, but put yourself in that moment. Nobody has been rescued from this far down in this situation in all of recorded history. The technology didn't exist. They didn't know how to do it. And so they started, but they got this one little drill bit and a note comes back and then a picture. And so the Chilean miners' families began to gather and they created a camp right there. And they called their camp Camp Esperanza. Some of you know that means Camp Hope. Hope had a name. Now they needed a means to rescue them. They needed a means to rescue them. So somebody came up with the idea, all right, we'll follow this hole down with a slightly larger hole and we'll make a capsule out of it. They're 2,300 feet down, dead men walking, but they knew something. They knew someone had to get down there and make a way back. Doesn't that sound like the gospel? Somebody had to get down there and make a way back. Maybe you remember the song, right? The song, maybe, I, maybe you didn't sing in youth group, but I sang in youth group. Lord, I lift your name on high. It says, Lord, I love to sing your praises. My wife's watching the live stream right now and probably saying, please don't sing in church. <laughs> she doesn't like it when I do that. I'm, she'll text me in just a minute because I know she's watching. It says, I'm so glad you're in my life. I'm so glad to save us. But here's the words, right? Here it goes. You even probably know the hand motions, don't you? You came from heaven. Look at you people. Come on now. Come on, heaven to earth to, uh, you guy, from the earth to the cross, my debt to pay, from the cross to the grave, from the grave to the sky, Lord, I lift your name on high. Look at you, you just, you got that in you, don't you? You just want to let that out, don't you? Come on now. My wife just texted me and said, enough. So, she, true story, true story, right here. I was just looking right now. Singing. She said, enough singing. Um, 
But, but isn't that the story though, right? He came from heaven to earth to show the way. Your story is written with the pen of salvation. It doesn't matter when you've last been to church. It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been. It doesn't matter how far you have strayed. It doesn't matter who you have wronged. In this moment, you'll certainly work towards making that restitution. But right now, God sent Jesus in order that you might be rescued. 2,000 years ago, Jesus, when Jesus came to rescue, the angels sang and the shepherds gathered. Wise men came from the east and more. They gathered around to see the birth of that rescue, just like they did at Camp Esperanza. So the picture you see is actually people gathered around as they took this capsule. And they were going to take this capsule, drill a hole 2,300 feet into a collapsed mine, and send somebody down that capsule. They wanted hope, right? I once did a Bible study when I was starting a church years ago called Aquias Esperanza Grupa de la Casa. The idea of hope gathers and calls people. Hope was there. Matter of fact, we finally have the ability to live under grace because of Jesus and his work on the cross, dying for our sins and in our place. Titus 2.11 literally puts it this way, for the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation to all people. Hope has arrived and hope had a name. His name was Jesus. Actually, here his name was Manuel Gonzalez. And Manuel Gonzalez, his job was to get into that capsule. And don't misunderstand, they don't know if this is going to happen, get stuck along the way, and he's pretty much dead. Uh, they might not be able to pull him back. The cable could break. But somebody had to go down there and then come back. So Manuel Gonzalez descends to their grave. He comes to bring the rescue. The people, as he descends, they begin to sing the Chilean national anthem. And then they pull him back up. And don't misunderstand, nobody's been rescued yet. But when the rescuer comes back, they know the rescue is possible. They knew that this was the moment of rescue. As Manuel Gonzalez was pulled out and gets out of the capsule. You see, here's the celebration of Easter. We know that because Jesus stepped out of the tomb, the moment of rescue is possible for us. 2 Corinthians 6.2 says, Behold, now is the favorable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. Every day we celebrate Easter, we celebrate that Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue because he descended and he came back. And it's not just by him as if he did something as if he did something to make it happen and there it's not just by 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 gonzalez right he, he didn't he didn't do this but this is that's where a metaphor all metaphors they break down manuel gonzalez did not have to die he did not make the trip planning to die where jesus the savior did Jesus came to live a perfect life. He died a sinner's death. He descended to the dead. God raised him up on the third day. He showed the way because he was the way. I am the way, he said. Not I'll show you the way. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And that's what people need to hear. And that's why maybe somebody invited you today to show you the way. I have a uh, secret vice. My iPhone is filled with 80s rock power ballads. I just wanted to get that out before you. 
This one was released in 1990, but still kind of an 80s kind of ballad. Right? I, I, love, I, love, I love Air Supply. Don't, don't, don't hate me. Freebird has the greatest guitar solo ever. But one of my favorite ballads actually has a spiritual theme. It's actually... Let me, let me, let's listen to it for just a second. It's actually from... It's actually from a, a song that came out in 1990. And it's interesting what it says. You can see the theme and the desire for someone to show the way. Take a listen to this. The song goes on, and it talks about this empty place inside and that I've lost my faith. But then there's the theme, the theme, the chorus of the song. If you recognize the song, you know ultimately what the chorus says. And it speaks to this moment of Easter as well. The chorus says, show me the way. You see, that's what Jesus did. He showed the way because he is the way. See, he is the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So he indeed is rescue. He is rescue indeed. And because he himself was the way, he both showed the way and made the way. A couple years ago, I wrote an article that CNN published on Good Friday. And in that article, I wrote what may be an explanation for some of you why you invited your friends to join us online or join us in person. Here's what I wrote. Your Christian friends, neighbors, families, family members, or coworkers are mustering up some courage because they care enough to reach out to you. They believe they've seen their lives changed and are following a person whom they believe guides them towards faith and good works. So don't be shocked that your friends think that Jesus' last words should be their first priority, particularly around Easter, the, the day when we believe he came back from the dead. They're sharing with you means they care enough to get uncomfortable. Now, here's the thing. If you are here today, you're invited by a friend, they want you to know what I'm sharing with you today, that, that ultimately he is the rescue. Jesus is the rescue. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. But here's what I don't want you to miss. Those miners didn't then get to say, well, I pick my own way of escape. I don't know about you, but as a somewhat larger man, that tube concerned me. I'm thinking, how am I going to fit into that? But every one of them, they didn't say, I'm going to do my own way. They knew they had to go the same way that Manuel Gonzalez went. There was one way. There was one way to rescue, right? Just as people didn't stand on the edge of lower Manhattan and say, I'm not getting in that boat. I'm going to find my own way. There's one way. And just as when the Manuel Gonzalez made this way, there was one way. Manuel Gonzalez showed the way, and he led them the way. In Jesus' case, there is one way. And ultimately, I don't want you to miss this, right? Uh, you know, again, when I wrote that article, lots of people were mad. They came to my Facebook page in swarms. Man, it was fun. People were upset at me for saying this. But, but your friends invited you because they want you to hear the message of rescue, that Jesus made a way. He descended to the dead, and through the cross, he made a way for you and for me. He is rescue. He is rescue indeed. He died on the cross for your sins and in your place. The cross is the way, but the empty tomb is the victory. 
So you don't miss that. The cross is the way, but the empty tomb is the victory. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. Someone came to get you. There's only one way out, the way he prepared. Again, I've been to the tomb. I've looked around. I walked in there. He's not there. And because he's not there, doesn't mean we can't save ourselves from all the brokenness within or around us. We can't do more, try harder. We, can, we can't earn it. We can't keep it. We want to be secure. The only way that we can have this hope, the only way that we can respond to this peace is to respond to the way he has made Jesus came to rescue us. That's what we celebrate this Easter. Now, I recognize that there's a lot of fun things go around Easter. It's fun to be together here in person for those of you who are gathered here. Isn't this a blessing just to be here? Yeah. Amen. And you know, not, not everyone's there yet. Not everyone's. I was texting with the pastor who's a friend of mine, the pastor of Times Square Church, Tim Delina's new pastor there, Moody Bible Institute graduate, actually. And so we were old friends and texting with him. They're not, they're not gathering yet, and they're shooting for the fall, and, and everyone's sort of looking for the space and time when they might begin. But we're here because we celebrate the resurrection of our Savior. Jesus is sent for you on a rescue mission from God the Father for you, empowered by the Holy Spirit to deliver salvation and to make the victory clear that God raised him from the dead on the third day. He was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. So say it with me. He is risen. He is is rescue. And today you can receive that rescue. Now, again, uh, take a ride that's only a ride of grace. It's not the same thing as getting into that capsule, squeezing into that capsule for some of us. But ultimately, new life in Christ brings forgiveness, joy today, and eternal life tomorrow. Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. If if you're not a Christian or if you're new to Christianity and you wonder why we spend so much time talking about the death of Christ, so central to what we believe that we actually gather together and celebrate his death. We call the Friday he died good, and then on a regular basis, he says to us, this do in remembrance of me. And we partake in bread, and we partake in a cup, that speak of the body and blood of Jesus. And you might think that is the strangest thing I've ever heard of, and it is, unless you understand that Jesus was sent to rescue us by his death on the cross for our sin and in our place, and Easter completes the rescue. So as we transition to the end of my message and into this opportunity to respond, every person here has a way to respond. Every person watching online has a path to respond. If you're a follower of Jesus, I want you to bask in the rescue of King Jesus. King Jesus was sent for us. He came to rescue us, and on Easter we celebrate that he completed the rescue. So if you're a follower of Jesus, you can just bask in the beauty of that grace. If you're not a follower of Jesus, you can respond to that invitation. Jesus says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. And I want to say to you today, 2020, 2021, it's been hard. Maybe you had a harder year than others. But Jesus brings hope. And I want to invite you to trust and follow him today if you don't yet know him as your Lord and Savior. I'm going to lead us in a moment of prayer, and then I'm going to ask our team to make sure that all of you have elements so that you can partake in the Lord's Supper today. But we're going to just pray first, 
And as we pray, I'm going to ask God to speak to you through this message, and then I'm going to lead us through our Lord's Supper together, okay? Let's pray together. Father, thank you that you indeed make a way. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through you. We're reminded of that every single day, that Jesus was sent to rescue us, and Easter completes the rescue. So Lord, as we partake in just a moment of the Lord's Supper, I pray you might prepare our hearts for that which you have for us today. For it's in Jesus' name and for his sake we pray. Amen and amen. If you don't have elements, bread in a cup, I'd like to ask you to raise your hand and um, keep your hand raised so that our team can distribute them. Ask our team immediately to begin to distribute those as well. If you can start walking down the aisles and distribute the elements. Uh, hopefully we've got more than just one person distributing those elements as well. We have others. Excellent. Good. So we're going to distribute those elements to everybody. Just keep your hand raised or when you see one of our team come by, you can raise your hands. Um, if you're at home, let me encourage you, invite you to do that as well. I'm going to ask Chad and our worship team to kind of go, oh, you're already up there, Chad. Thank you. Uh, to be ready to lead us in a time of response. Um, it's a beautiful thing to gather together and partake in the Lord's Supper because it reminds us that Jesus was sent to rescue us and we celebrate his death only because there's a resurrection. You know, without the resurrection, his death would be a tragedy. But with the resurrection, his, his death is ultimate victory. When he said, it is finished, when he cried out, it is finished, he knew that God would raise him from the dead on the third day, that the two women would go find the tomb empty, that the disciples would be changed and transformed, and ultimately we would remember the rescue even today. I want to ask you to take your Bibles, if you have them, and you can turn with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. In 1 Corinthians chapter 11, Paul gives instructions that he received from the Lord on how we'd partake in the Lord's Supper today. It says this, For I received from the Lord that which I also passed on to you, that the Lord Jesus, in the night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant of my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, listen to the words, you proclaim the Lord's death, that's a backward look at the cross, until he comes, and a forward look at his return. Hope has a name. King Jesus came to rescue you. Thank you for listening to Tell It From Calvary. If you feel led to give toward the local, national, and global ministries of Calvary Baptist, please visit cbcnyc.org slash give or call us at 212-975-0170. We hope you join us next time as we continue to tell it from Calvary.